For once she was dead, but now she is risen. You're listening to Mormon and the Method. That's it for tonight. If you put a Mormon and a Method together, this is what they sound like. Aaron Woodall and just a read our friends. Listen to them talking to Mike. Okay, we got fan mail. We got a lot of fan mail today, but this one. Can I get, uh, if you can't handle me at my bitches, you don't deserve me at my yas queens on a shirt? Please and thank you. Also, how many times what? can I tag someone in tweets before it's considered stalking? Oh, I Tell her Sarah. six times. Hi, Sarah. Uh, so this week we got a lot of tweets and, and messages. We get a lot of great, we get the best fan mail we and do. the best uh, i have often said things on the podcast where i was like i wonder if our fans will turn that into a t-shirt someday yeah. uh, i'd never thought about yas queens <laughs> uh there are many quotes if uh check out the jay hollingsworth podcast that we shared on the facebook page last week because aaron the fish's quote is the fishes maybe yeah. the best aaronism i've ever heard it was great that that we had so much. We just recorded this podcast uh, last night with Jay Hollingsworth and uh, and Kane, and it was awesome. Aaron was high on Adderall, and the the podcast is two hours long. Did we just hijack this guy's house? I just assumed like when it kept going, I figured like, all right, well, this is what they do every week. Yeah. It's always two hours or something. No, I love how like laid back it was, and they were great. Great podcast hosts, great interviewers. Yeah, they got us to some deep, intimate places. We somehow shared stuff that we haven't shared on this. That podcast. was the weirdest thing that we we are. There's so much stuff that we uh, feel awful about on our own podcast where we're like did we say that are we gonna share that is that too much have we crossed a line and then on jay's podcast we end up talking about stuff we never thought we were gonna address yeah <laughs> but a lot of it was because of the of all the stuff that was coming in yesterday we fight episode 15 dropped yesterday and people were shocked yeah people were shocked i'm shocked that, that we they were, were shocked yeah uh I am shocked that, that there were, that we, I mean, we kind of purposefully stepped around the subject. We thought it was funny to never uh, formally address it, but we never like hid anything. Yeah. We, we danced around the subject a lot. There's a lot of clues. Go back and listen, guys. Jessa says, fuck your friends right after she tells me I'm her best friend. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I thought for sure they know we're banging at least, right? Like that we're in hotel rooms recording these episodes. Yeah. We have all the, the sex episodes are very familiar. I would think our photo shoot, like all of our, our, mm -hmm. our artwork. Every time is you talk about obvious. my big penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I there were some people who were like, You guys are dating. I'm so shocked. But and I and I we were surprised that people were we're surprised but more than that people that didn't assume we were at fucking fucking was the part that i'm surprised they're like by. you guys have touched each other like, i think part of the reason that people are shocked that we're dating is because that is not something that's been going like uh we're best friends mm -hmm. that love each other mm -hmm. that fuck yes and uh it's so it's, it's a very deep a friendship the Stuff that we were navigating last week is maybe trying to uh, see where this fits as maybe something more official, but even still, like that doesn't change our. We're trying to navigate free love and what that really means in practice, and so that doesn't. We're not. Yeah, and uh, like last night, as soon as they found out we were fucking, they were like, "So are you guys moving in together?" Yeah, exactly, and we we're like, "No." Definitely no. not. And then it's like, well, so are you allowed to have sex with other people? And we're like, uh, uh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes. That's, that's, that's part of why I didn't ever want to get into it. 
because everybody is just you gotta you gotta define everything for them and you gotta everybody wants you to be something that makes sense in their world and i don't like that i like i still haven't called you my girlfriend uh really like yeah. that's a that's a also uh i think you know i got my own shit there right uh that i'm you know scared of intimacy and stuff of course but uh i also just think of you as my best friend and i'm like she's my best friend oh yeah we also love each other of course yeah. oh yeah, yeah 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 we love each other Oh yeah, and we and we fuck too. Yeah, yes, and then yes. Were like, well, and then people are like, "Well, is she your girlfriend?" I'm like, "Wow, I didn't say that." <laughs> but uh, I um, in the beginning though, we didn't. We were keeping it off the podcast because it was something that was ours and that we were figuring out. We didn't just think that it was is funny true. the whole time. It wasn't until after we I were like, it was "Okay." Funny the whole time. Um, but you're right. But we recorded that during a fight that was just something that happened in the moment because we thought it was like this is a big part of our story and something that we are navigating also it just seemed like we were talking about it and we knew that it had to be on the podcast it just seemed important it seemed helpful it seemed like everything that we want this podcast to be you know challenging and ideas on love and so yeah we recorded it and then we sat on it for a long time yeah we, that is were, an old... we weren't gonna rec- we weren't gonna release it right then which is we the the whole podcast in general we're trying to go back in the past pretty often because we started this friendship long distance and before we actually got together and started making the podcast we had covered a lot of ground yeah and we had kept going back to uh, stuff that we were like, really, we, we wish you could see what we were like two months ago. Yeah, Or exactly. one month ago, a few weeks ago. And now I feel like we're finally catching up to real life, though. A big a big thing for me is... This is the first time we recorded an episode after... like This, this is epi- the first time that you're going to get an episode the same week that we recorded it. Most yeah. of what you're listening to, this is why you'll notice that I my when I lost my voice, it's going to come and go... Uh, because we we record, I'm not even sure we record uh, many podcasts all at once, and then and then release them because we don't live in the same state. But fight was important for um, me because uh, I that that's that that's the hardest episode it's ever been for me to release. That's the hardest. Uh, we. Almost every episode, one of us is like, "God, are we really gonna?" Yeah, and we do, and, and usually uh, we 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 take turns being the super vulnerable one, and the other one, uh, you know, encourages, "Hey, we can, it'll be all right. It's not that bad." Yeah, it's not that bad. And this this one, was the hardest one for you. This was the hardest one for me. This is where, um, I am not. Uh, it was it was hard for me to record it, and some of the things that I said in fight were things that I couldn't make myself say until I had the microphone in my hand. And I think that this is a valuable us navigating this this free love idea is valuable because in the second episode, when I just talk about free love, like it's easy peasy and everyone should just be able to detach from all the, these feelings and codependency that we've been taught our entire lives. I was like, yeah, this is easy. And then I started to experience a little bit of attachment and, Uh and that's kind of what that episode uh, was about. Not as easy as you thought. Yeah. So I'm kind of eating my words and you'll very rarely get to see this because I, so rare. (laughs) It's, it's so rare that I don't just nail everything. And so, uh, <laughs> mm. uh, I never say this. Can I have a venti cold brew uh, with extra soy? Thank you. <laughs> uh, I just I feel like uh, you. I have probably I I have known you for less than a year. Let's say yeah, you know? and I have seen you eat your words more yeah. than uh, most people who have known you their entire life. Yeah. Have. Yeah. Uh, and I just I ch- I think about them, and I think about my duty to enjoy that moment. Um, the- <laughs> I feel like I've got a response. It's not about me. <laughs> it's about the people that came before me, oh, and 
Oh, a lot of them came before you. Um, <laughs> we all did. We all did. <laughs> I. <laughs> you have had a profound uh, effect on my life, and you have softened me in a way that I am continuously. We did, by the way, release the changed my mind yes. episode. We gave you a hug that. machine. Uh, as Jessa hated the title, that I, I did came hate up the for title. It. So did you guys? Because uh, uh, you don't know that that's why. But okay, uh, vote below. Uh, go to our <laughs> subreddit that we haven't made yet, and you guys can <laughs> vote on what titles you think are great. And then you can also vote on it whether or not you think Jessa should come up with her own damn titles if she's going to be so critical. <laughs> uh, but Hug Machine was all about. Uh, the ef- the profound effects we have had on one another, and I believe and it people's, closes and, out with and you we, saying, "Yeah, we are free and we loving planned each other. on that, come like leading into fight. We were yeah. like, and then that episode, and then fight, and like it'll be a nice soft introduction to uh, us dating or whatever our relationship, and uh, most people still didn't get it. No." We are such convincing friends. We are. We are. Is there no sexual chemistry between us? I look at our photos from the photo shoot. I feel bad for our our friend Gabe who had to take the pictures. Yeah. Who probably felt uh, hella uncomfortable watching his two friends oozing with sexual chemistry. (laughs) But then everyone else is like, you guys, what? (laughs) You did. You? You? With him? I know. That's the part that I was like, uh... Why did they you they make lamps in this room out of repurposed toilet seats? <laughs> this is the oddest. This is this is the worst hotel we've ever been in, for sure. <laughs> but they took they took like toddler potty training toilet seats and they screwed them to the wall and put a light bulb on the top. It's very interesting. <laughs> architecture are you still reading tweets about us yeah well i was gonna take a picture of the toilet seats and then i realized that we're gonna be stuck in this room for the rest of the night yeah (laughs) so there's Uh, plenty of time plenty of time plenty of time anyway yes uh i wanted to document me eating my words and that's what fight was about and sorry that we let you know that we love each other during uh, a hard to listen to episode. Yeah, that's probably a lot of with uh, a lot to do with people's reaction. Is just that rather than an, a happy episode about like, hey, we love each other and we're trying this out. Yeah, uh, it, we came in on a fight and people were uncomfortable. But I, we just whenever would something's you uncomfortable, would know- we think this should be a podcast. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's not what you guys like. Isn't that it? Isn't just- this? Are you not entertained? <laughs> This is not what you came here for. I think they did like it. We're hella defensive. We are hella defensive <laughs> because we did. It is we do open up a lot on the podcast, but it's like this this sort of intimacy that I think that we yeah we are defensive about it. We are yeah. Every we got like t- texts and tweets. And we're like, what did she mean by this? Yeah. <laughs> Someone said wow, and I was like, good wow, bad wow, no. bow chicka bow wow. T- what? <laughs> what? Kind of wow. I hadn't even considered bow chicka wow wow. That's probably what it was. I definitely, yeah, because it, I was already, that's the worst. Someone seeing me crying. Someone, what all that, all that that episode felt like to me was me being like, uh, admitting that I want someone to love me. And I want more than they have just already decided to give of their own. And that's so embarrassing for me to be in that position. So this was the maximum amount of vulnerable probably. I talk about getting molested when I was a kid all day long. But like, <laughs> don't don't let me ask a man for uh, affection and have it be documented. So that I was already like defensive. So when yeah. everyone didn't, I don't and know. I they felt, said I've anything. been worried about when it came out where I felt like I'm going to sound like an asshole. I, I felt for sure. Uh, I was going to seem when we'd also, we recorded on the same day or at least it was on the same trip, but we recorded, uh, the, the, 
Aaron's an ass or the dangers of snuggling. That's yeah. What, that's another poor title choice. Uh, <laughs> both from that same trip. Maybe I just, they just don't like just, affection. I was bad on that titles, trip. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had recorded that episode about me, uh, uh, oscillating back and forth with intimacy, like sometimes being okay with it and sometimes not. Yeah. And I was already thinking about how like this was, that was, that that's a lesson that I've learned from, you know, yeah. uh, it makes me sad to think about the people that I've hurt, but I've learned from it and I'm getting better. And then immediately uh, you had brought up the ways that you felt the same way. And I was like, oh no, no. I am an asshole. What's wrong? And I, I, I felt, yeah, I felt embarrassed. And I, I think though that the lesson that you learned with, correct me if I'm wrong, but with dangers of snuggling was uh, connecting with people that you weren't, like creating connections that you didn't intend to yeah. keep. And then when we recorded fight fight it was more about like pulling away and the effects of i think they're the same thing but okay. I, I i understand the distinction you're you're trying to make but it's still the 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 root cause of it is uh you're, i okay, want intimacy I when i want it and i don't want it when i don't want it yeah no that's true yeah uh but i was trying to say that you're not an asshole is what i was trying to get at but i know right. you i'll let you have this, I know one. You I'll let you have this one fine you're an asshole the only time uh. that i'm right is when i'm an asshole uh, <laughs> i know well, you don't true. think that i feel comfortable with you talking it's just uncomfortable when then i think about everyone's gonna listen to this all the people that don't see us interact and only ever listen to the podcast uh uh like i feel like in their mind, I'm going to seem like an asshole, and that that I don't that bothered me. I think uh, I hope my goal is is what people take away from this is that you have two people who aren't great at love, um, trying to figure out love in yeah. a way that is functional for them. I, yeah, it's a uh, how have I described us a perpetually undefinable relationship that only makes sense to us is how I feel. Every conversation that I have with someone about us, when I try to explain it, they just get frustrated. They have a series of questions and, and it doesn't fit in any of their squares, but it's perfect for mm -hmm. us. Yeah. And it, by the way, we were fr just friends for a long time. Yeah. And when we f it first started being like best friends, you know, after we re-met uh, in October, people immediately thought we were fucking. Yeah. And they were, and we weren't, yeah. and we weren't, and we would say no, and they were, and like, that would confuse them. Yeah. When we were just friends and not fucking, they were confused. Now we're fucking and people are still confused. You've done it. You've, you've, you've drafted a yeah. perpetually <laughs> uh, misunderstood relationship. Oh, well, very, very good. Yeah. What I else is coming in on the to, tweets? Uh, create, um... We get the best. If you've never looked through our iTunes reviews, we get the most poetic, oh, beautiful yeah, iTunes reviews. I'm just gonna crowdsource our bio from iTunes reviews. Yeah, I they're beautiful. There was one this morning about yin and yang. I can't. I have a, a like a, a mesmerizing car crash between yin and yang yeah. that you can't turn away from. Fuck. I feel I feel blissfully at peace. Yeah. Uh, beautiful uh i'm looking for the one i can't find but we got after the jessa died episode people were really into the idea of us going further into aliens myself included aliens and mormonism yeah all right because because the first night you told me your jessa died story right and you talked to me about the blue light source and you talked to me about aliens i this, I mean, like the podcast was essentially born that night. Yeah. Uh, this was the start. Our friendship was born. And, and later we, came, uh, you know, I was like, we should make this a podcast. But that first night I was fascinated by all these things that you said because they resonated with Mormonism in a way that you didn't think a, 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 a meth death story about aliens would be so <laughs> similar would be so similar 
to this religion, but there was a lot there. And there was things that you said, and I would be like, oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, we would call that blue source, uh, that blue light, uh, Colop. Yeah. <laughs> we would call it's we, we also believe in this other planet that we came from, you know? And so I've been dying to get into this stuff, but you were, has you wanted to, to, to no, get into the alien stuff? there was a time where I wanted to get into the Bible and the parallels between the Bible and some of this alien stuff. And I, I felt like you, it was triggering to you because you're still kind of oh, deprogramming from that is true. Mormonism that, and, and not really, but I felt uh, like you didn't want to get into on the podcast. Oh, you wanted yeah. to talk to me about stuff. Yeah. But on the podcast, you were like, I don't know people are going to take all the alien stuff and they loved it. Yeah. They love the alien stuff. They want more alien and Mormon stuff. And I'm excited. So we're finally going to talk about it. All right, so I have to get warmed up into this a little bit, but so I had already done five years in Christianity when the uh, when the when the near death experience happened, and I believed myself to be a backslidden Christian at the time. Like I didn't, I had left the church, but I hadn't, I hadn't reconciled that Christianity was wrong. And I also had all of these experiences that I had with Jesus or with Christianity that I didn't have a place for yet. So I just believed myself to be a backslidden Christian who was just doing the wrong thing because I was weak or whatever. When I died, the, the, the minute I was in that light, I just knew in that moment, oh, this is, this is God and it's me. I'm part of this. God is us all together. And all of all of those experiences now make sense because they are part of this everything. Mm -hmm. And then over the course of the next few years in alien school and all the different ways that I communicated with that big ball of light, they taught me things that basically the premise, and I don't know how much I said of this, so sorry if it's a repeat on Jessa died, but the idea that we can't, we know that we are something more than this. And religion is just how we try to define it. Tool? Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's a tool, but uh, it shouldn't be a literal one. Right. But it is, it does, it does help people in the right direction. I had a great conversation once upon a time with the uh, Cincinnati guy. Do you remember the 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 guy that was like, uh, your friends get dark really quick. Yeah. So once upon a time when I first met him, I had an amazing conversation with him where I asked him, uh, because he's he's gay and he's still active in the Mormon church. Oh okay. And I used to hate I used to hate him for that. Because I was like That's the guy you wish he would leave, so you yeah, had an excuse. I was to like leave. I was like, I, I couldn't I couldn't leave until he leaves. Like if 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 this if this if this gay man is active in the LDS church, what's my excuse? Right. What's I really like? Uh, you know, like I and so I I uh, I admired him, but then I also was like, come on, man, just leave so then I can go too. Come yeah. on. But he we had a fascinating conversation because I asked him, like, what's your what are your thoughts then on this church and why are you here? And I'm not going to be able to remember everything he said, but it was fascinating and enlightening. And he talked about um, like the last man on earth who, who knew uh, everything. Like once upon a time, there was a man who, who knew ev all, who ha knew all knowledge that existed in the, in the world, but the world just got too big and there were too many people and there were too many things. There's no way one person can know everything. Uh, the, it's impossible. You can't know everything. And so societies need ways to pass down all the knowledge that they, that they have. And so they create shortcuts. So the, uh, ways to, to bestow knowledge, a great amount of knowledge in a, in a short amount of time. And religion is one of those shortcuts. He says he's, uh, and he talked about how, uh, there's a lot of knowledge there that helps, that can help you be a better person. There's a lot of knowledge there that teaches you about the world and stuff but you don't have to take it literally you don't have to it's not it's not the capital t truth you know right somebody just made it up to kind of because there's the same way we lie to kids because it would take too long to explain all the stuff and you just have to say uh well that's that's uh just 
that's just how it is you know yeah just so i mean like he was saying that's what religion was like well this is just how it is okay and it was easier to break stuff up and be like all right well here's a god there's a god that uh that uh is giving you want to be on his side and you know what there's a bad guy bad guy's name is satan and uh and and he's going to try to make you do wrong things but you want to do the right things and like the aim of this story is was to help was to help these these uh children to uh, be happier. That was the original intent. You know, it's like we like you know, we'll help you. We'll give you some 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 tips, some clues. But they dressed it up in a story. This is all what this guy is saying. Yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah. remembering it correctly, you know. But now we've gotten to a point, you know, where things got so dogmatic and uh, people sought control of, a, of the, over other people yeah. and using this tool to get it. And it's all just been twisted and stuff. And he's like, but you can still use religion however you want to. And this is how I want to use religion. Wow. I like that he's in a, a very dogmatic church, but is able to just have this kind yeah, of... Yeah, he's... Uh, uh, okay, I'm going to draw a parallel here that might not might not work. But this is how I see... And this is kind of how... This is a, a today example of kind of what they articulated religion is. Mm-hmm. We are something other than this. And there is a sensation inside of us that tells us we are something other than this. But we try to articulate it using only our categories of reason. So you can't put your finger on it if you haven't had enough life experience to... So we use art to try to articulate it. We use... And religion is a way... Like we know there's something bigger than ourselves, but we have this limited fear-based perception of reality so we can only see god as this separate from us authority Mm -hmm. because we haven't evolved enough as a as a so like when just what we were talking about earlier people trying to define our relationship it's like you can't define it because you haven't we've never experienced anything like this before so like we are in it right now so yeah and if like, you ask if you give us this multiple choice of what we are we're like well it's not those yeah so is that, is that your like boyfriend? are you is, are you boyfriend girlfriend and no, I, are you no. just friends? No. no, no, we love each other. Wait, you love each other? You guys are just fuck buddies. No, no we love each other. No, so you don't fuck. No, we no, do. We fuck oh, like, you know, just yeah. every, uh, and they're like, "Well, then your boyfriend girlfriend." You're like, mm, "It's not it." Yeah. <laughs> what? So what makes you not boyfriend and girlfriend? It's like I do. I just I can't. I can't explain it, and I and I get where you're coming from, but I am li- like so. It's this. I don't think that's a bad parallel to draw. Okay, I think that makes sense. So in Gnosticism, which I don't know a ton about Gnosticism, but there's just one thing that I had learned about this belief system is G N O S is that there's three levels of soul evolution. You have hyletics, which I'm I'm probably pronouncing all this wrong, by the way. Um, that are brand new souls and have no, they're just like extras in the movie. They're just, they just are. They 100% believe that everything in this life is, they take it at face value and that's it. They're not looking for a higher, what they are. Then you have psychic disciplinarians. And these are the <laughs> the, the level of soul evolution. I know this. It just sounds like a guy who's going to spank you with his mind. Sound, it's such a weird. <laughs> just like a, like a sadistic Charles Xavier running this school for m- teenage mutants, just spanking <laughs> everyone. He's just like, come to my office. You're in trouble, rogue. And then he just spanks her with his mind. Uh, I'm not a pervert. I'm a psychic disciplinarian. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it is a weird because the other one's pneumatic soul so it is a weird like, they just bounce off to this they other just picked weird. words that they thought <laughs> pneumatic air pressured souls is it pneumatic water I thought oh is it fuck I thought yeah, pneumatic dude, was air just, damn it I got, I li- I got let's air record, in my lungs let's record another take where got, I say water powered no, uh, nope <laughs> souls and we can google it later and, and we either one will use so wait, water-powered souls? I was in the hospital for three weeks because I had air in my lungs. <laughs> Pneumonia, you're right. You're right. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay. All right. Still doesn't make sense for a soul, though. Okay. doesn't. It doesn't. But maybe we should read Psychic the book first. Psychic disciplinarians, they believe, they know that there's something bigger than themselves, but they try to, they apply all of man's rules to it religion that's exactly what religion is so like there's a sensation that there is something bigger than ourselves but they can only make it suck because they are still trying to apply all of these very fear-based 
controlling each other. So much of religion is is using it to control each other. I don't think it's some big grand conspiracy theory from some higher ups. I think it's just human nature to try to control each other. And it's such a breeding ground for that because like I might not want to jerk off to porn. So Mm -hmm. I get to judge everyone that jerks off to porn, but Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, but I have this other thing that is, is my fault. So it's just, and that's like a lot of why that's a character defect of mine. And that's why, uh, I try to stay out of things, stay out of organizations where that character defect comes out in me because I'm a little bit self-righteous. Anyway, we'll cut that part out. Mm-hmm. Pneumatic souls are just people to understand that they are God. And so that these are the, these are the three. So the way that the aliens had described this to me was uh, religion, that there were people who knew, people who were aware that this is a game and that this isn't real throughout history and that those people try to pass the knowledge down to the next group of people. And then that knowledge would be consumed and turned into a religion by people who are completely unaware of what it really is. And so they would take it very literal, which is the second rung down. So pneumatics, pneumatic souls, uh, like you, you personally believe Jesus was just awake, awake. just an awake dude in the game. And had all this knowledge. Maybe he had talked to aliens too. This is what they said, that he was... he was. The aliens talked to you about Jesus? Yeah. Spent a ton of time talking about Jesus and the Bible and how it was all... And then the book of, the book of all Acts, what? guys. That it was all true. It's just been misinterpreted by being turned into a religion. And it wasn't. It was just a bunch of awake dudes. And Jesus' whole point the entire time was like, you guys, this isn't real. This isn't real. And if you go back and read all of the the parables and everything else, like he was trying, like his his basic message was death isn't even real. Death is optional. Death is my bitch. And then he died and he came John back in three years. And then we death turned this bitch. into a big weird, He God had to send his own son. And it's like, why though? Like God, according to religion, God wrote the rules and and then why would he write such shitty rules yeah. that like and then my kid will die for it for what for yeah. the the blood atonement and all that when it was really just Jesus being like no this is this is not real guys this is fake see watch and it was just misinterpreted then you know because people, we we weren't people we weren't the next the next it. level down the psychic uh, disciplinarians yep. took uh, advantage of all the stuff that Jesus taught and. It's been morphed into everything he did was just like straight up magic powers, straight up uh, Neo from the Matrix. Yeah. If if it's I don't know if we need to back up and say that you believe life is a video game. I just can't remember what we said. I don't think you I don't think you talked about I am I am constantly thinking about the nature of reality and I am not attached to one idea. But I do spend a lot of time thinking atheism doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't. It makes less sense to me than religion. It's just consciousness is insane. Consciousness is bananas. And for you to think that it exists for this one lifetime and then your conscious just just ceases to exist. That doesn't feel true to you. No, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, so the very first night that we talked about all this stuff and you told me your, uh, alien story, you said, well, I th- you said something like, you ready for this shit? <laughs> and then, yeah. and then you were like, uh, life's a video game. And you told me, you know, that we, uh, are here, uh, or we're connected to source, the big blue light planet. Yeah. Right. And, uh, that our, uh, higher selves are playing us that we are we are just we're down here to experience life get gain experience learn all these things maybe learn things that we that needed to balance out stuff from past lives maybe uh whatever and then and then we can then we can return back to source yeah and immediately i was like yeah sounds like the plan of salvation the plan of salvation is taught in mormonism that is god's plan for us or, or christ's plan for us and the the nuts and bolts of that are that we are from somewhere else we we have a home and we came to this planet 
to, to obtain physical bodies and experiences that could only be gained through a physical body and with like a the veil is part of it the fact that we don't remember heaven the fact that so we so we believe we were spirit children in the the pre-mortal existence is the real sexy name that we came up for it uh before we were born we lived with god as his spirit children god had a body though god is god's a perfect fully had formed a physical be- he's got body, a physical a body dense he's got a physical body. body yes hmm. Well, I don't know if they got into specifications on how dense the matter was, but he, we know that he has a body, right? We didn't. And so he was like, well, I can get you guys bodies. I can also get you guys experience. Like you can experience what it's like to have a body. And you can also experience what it's like to not know me. You know, you can go, you can go somewhere else and forget about me. And you can uh, see how you would behave then. Like right now it's easy to see who like everyone obeys me, uh, but what if you didn't know me when you had to act on faith, right? So the whole thing was to learn, to learn faith and stuff. So then we get sent to this planet. We don't remember and we gain bodies and our, phys- our, our physical bodies house our spiritual selves. And we get to experience all this stuff. We will die. The physical body will die and the soul will be separated from the physical body again until the resurrection because Jesus already made death his bitch. Uh, we get to eventually be reunited with our physical self. And at that point, our physical self is no longer this shit that we have. It's perfect. We don't get sick. We don't get injured. We don't, uh, our bodies don't break down. It's a perfect glorious celestial body. Like the one that God has. And if we've gained enough experience, and you know, like, and we've already talked about how there's a whole gradient in Mormonism, which I always found very attractive. That it wasn't just heaven or hell, but it was based on like how about your pace and what you were learning. You, the more experienced you gain, uh, the the more powerful you were going to be until eventually you got like God's like where it's capped at. He he's he's all powerful, all knowing, all everything. And if you want to get up to there, well, you got to follow these steps, these commandments, these rules, blah blah blah. But if we just compare it to uh, like you know, the basis of it is so similar to what you said, which is like the more experience you have, the more you learn in this life, the more powerful you get, and the the more powerful you become. And so I was just like nodding my head along. I was like, yeah, yeah, this all. I mean, it all seems pretty close to Mormonism to me. <laughs> here is the difference. So what the what the aliens said. Is you come here first of all reincarnation? There's a reincarnation in the Mormonism. No, you get one life. We right? get one. We ridiculous. get we get one life. But I mean, we lived an infinite amount of lifetime before this one physical one. I mean, okay. we we existed before time. So, so according to the aliens, we were the dinosaurs. We've been everything that existed on this planet, right? We we've been playing games here forever, and we did we start out as animals. Like we, the, yeah, the, everything that's ever been on, we were the Egyptian gods, we were uh, everything. Just, we've been fucking around playing different games on this planet forever. Okay. And that right now the game we're playing is, I don't remember how much of this was in Jessa Died, is a 3D fear-based game that uh, we don't remember who we are. And the veil thing was part of the language that I believe was used. Or it's a metaphor. I've picked up a, lo- a lot of metaphors to describe because a lot of what I learned was in dreams. Mm-hmm. I'm on meth. Uh, <laughs> this whole thing. So I would have these dreams where I would just be taken for an entire night to do all this stuff and then come back and like articulate it the next day. And there were a lot of different ways that I was taught. I would be in someone's house and just get a message that they had a book for me and then I would read the book and know that what what was in the book is what they would want. So like, and like, you know, we already covered in Just a Die that this was all, could be meth-induced schizophrenia. I still play with a lot of the ideas of this stuff because the premise is that we come here and that in, in this particular game that we're playing, we have been reincarnating for however many thousands of years and and growing to come to a point where we all realize that we are one. And I see a lot of evidence of that. 
I see a lot of evidence of stuff that they said that like there is no such thing as man and woman. There is no such thing as good and bad. There is no such thing as right or wrong. Those are all parameters that we set up in this game and finding our way out of that and then out of that out of those parameters is the game. And I look at that was in 2000. And now you hear people, people, an entire generation saying like uh, gender is a construct and stuff. That's insane. If I said that in 2000, like that would blow people's minds. And that's now part of the mainstream collective consciousness. I see a lot of things. Not that, that we didn't said. know in 2000. Like there were some people that right. already I'm not were trying to tell. But the, but yeah. the, the, the I'm collective about the American collective, population yeah. wasn't ready to accept yeah. that. But now in 2018. That was groundbreaking. I mean, there's still idea. people that are freaking out over bathrooms and stuff. But... It is something that but more and more even people accept. But if you ten years ago, yeah, how yeah, much yeah. that has, how much, how much we are realizing that is literally societal programming rather than a factual state of being. So we're learning that so many things that we thought were just reality. Another thing that the that the that I learned then with the aliens is that whatever you believe to be real is what is real. So we keep looking to like religion. This religion is the true church. This mm -hmm. religion is it. If you are a Christian and you believe that that is the experience you are going to have, that is that is the game you, you believe are playing. we construct our own that reality. That is real, one hundred percent. And then because all reality is is perception, which I I've spent a lot of time thinking about this because you talk to me about it a lot, and I do think about how. Um, uh, our attitudes shape how you feel about your day. Yeah. If you try to have a positive attitude about everything, you had a really good day. Yeah. If you try to have a negative attitude, you could live the exact same day and everything went wrong. You're just, cause you, that's what you're focusing on. Right. Yeah. And so I have tried to, cause I'm like, all right, well I believe that. So could I believe that people construct their own reality? Yeah. Uh, I absolutely think so. It is, it is, well, this is something we get into in a later podcast, the Jessa Reed guide to always winning, is that mm. I look for how things are in my best interest. I believe that I am always getting what I want. And when it appears that it is not what I want, it's just because I haven't gotten the full view of what's happening. I can look back at everything in my life and be like, that served me two years down the line when I needed this. And so that is my perception. That's the expectation I have in life. And when things don't go my way, I don't, you don't see me get stuck in it for very long because I know that I am always getting what I want. That is the perception. Which I think is a mental trick that I'm like, well, you didn't win. You clearly lost. You're just, uh, you're just pretending that you won. You're just convincing yourself that you won. But you're a lot happier than I am. Like, I feel like if, if it's a, if, if you, if you, it's just a conscious choice that we get to make on how to construct our reality and how to view the things that happen to us, why wouldn't we pick the one where we win? I just you know, very like, rarely find that I truly lost when you get a little bit further out. It's like, Oh, if I didn't hit, if I didn't take that loss right there, I would have never been, if I didn't bomb at big sky, I never would have tried to get a job at Big Sky, which then, I mean, I was really, That is really, really weird that you were like, uh, I got to try to get a job at this place that I bombed at. I have to come I back and redeem at. myself. It's like, I mean, I was super, I, I'm really behind If you went to a restaurant and made an ass out of yourself as a customer and then immediately were like, I got to work here to prove that everyone that i Do you know like okay. the, the feeling on your ego when you have just bombed? You know, like I needed something to make me feel better. Mm. And so I needed a win, like I needed to redeem myself and I needed to tell myself that I could redeem myself. Well, they're obviously never letting me back in this festival. I just ate shit <laughs> so hard. So, I mean, I was really, the festival was a blast. I wanted to go back and I'm really yeah. behind the vision of the festival, but I would not have been up their asses to let me come back to this festival if I wasn't being pushed by the pain of having just bombed also my game plan for uh only doing comedy when it pays good had turned me into a terrible comedian because i didn't know how to showcase because i never did free shows had i not bombed so the bomb sucked and was a loss and was embarrassing at that festival but it turned me into a million time better comedian because while processing that pain and embarrassment i forced myself to do things that i had never done before and i became so i can't 
I can list all my losses for you and I can tell you why they weren't really losses. So in the moment, it might feel like I'm doing a mind trick. But when I look back, I just knew that I am always getting what I want. And it might seem like a mind trick, but it 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 works and it yeah well that's what i'm saying even yeah. i'm saying and i i don't mean to uh give offense when i say that i'm just uh, yeah uh, i didn't mean it like if because that's i'm skeptical i'm very skeptical i'm very cautious and uh and you already alluded to i was very skeptical uh about all this stuff because of how similar it sounded to mormonism yeah how similar it sounded to a religion i just got duped by a religion i just I just found out what an idiot I was for believing all this stuff and I wasn't going to do I'm like I'm not going to jump into the next crazy religion. It's like uh we're just replacing uh you know the plan of salvation with a with a computer simulation. That that's the same fucking thing. I'm not going to I I fool me once, you know. Yeah. Fool me here's twice. The, here's the difference and the thing that I kept saying to you. First of all, my brain has to be cranking on some data at all times so i love to think about the nature of consciousness i love to think about things that's what like your this. tinder bio says <laughs> yeah this is all I- <laughs> according to the the aliens and this isn't a religion because uh, no one's going to be your guru no one's going there are no rules and you shouldn't you shouldn't believe anything that doesn't feel true to you. Not true because someone convinced you that it's true. If I tell you 10 things, always leave everything that doesn't feel right in your gut. Because it might be true for me, not true for you. It, there is no absolute truth. Yeah. There is no but still, and, and Yeah. And you've never tried to convince me or, and no, or anything like that. You're not trying... This isn't. I get the difference between yeah, but that's uh, my a philosophy and an organized religion yeah. that can uh, that uh, that so often abuses people. I though just on my own skeptical. I don't. I I think my heart ached for Mormonism for a religion because it felt so good to have answers. It felt so good to say I know when I didn't know, but they tell you to say I know, and it feels yeah. great to say I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I am a child of God. And he is like, that felt so reassuring. And that's why it was so hard to let go of that church because I didn't want to let go of all those things that I knew and then to know nothing. And so then when you started telling me stuff and I would go, whoa, that's, and I get really excited about some of the, the crazy alien things that you would say to me. And I would see a way for those things on my second shelf to, to still exist. Yeah. Because I was like, all right, all right, all right. So Book of Mormon is not true. All this stuff is true. But um, maybe I felt this way because the, the aliens are real and the computer game is real, right? And then I, I feel like I got embarrassed or ashamed at how weak I was in this need that I had to have an answer. And I wanted to be like, don't, don't believe something because you've got it. I wanted to acknowledge my own need to believe. And maybe atheists are right. As bad as it feels, like uh, to say that this because something doesn't feel right about that to me either. Where yeah. I'm like this this consciousness. I liked how you explained it. Like this is miraculous, right? This yeah. is amazing. Um, but maybe that's just a, a need of my ego. Maybe it, this is this is this is it. This is the life. Maybe we're really not that different from any of the other animals on Earth. Maybe they they you know maybe we're we're nothing, and I just need to know something. And so all those feelings that you picked up on when it was like I didn't want to talk about it was because okay. you were triggering all this all these I don't know sadness and shame that I was still processing about Mormonism. I felt I still I still feel kind of dumb. I still feel. Uh, because I fancy myself such a smart person, you know, yeah. and and I don't just do what people tell me. In fact, I do the opposite of what people tell me. But here, I was my whole life just buying into horseshit stuff and never, never double checking, never like, willfully ignoring evidence against it uh, because people told me. Yeah, and I so every time you brought that up, I think I was I was thinking about a lot of things. Yeah. Okay, so that. I had never thought of it as a need to believe my experience my whole life from the time I was a little kid 
and people started telling me what is real because I wasn't raised religious. I, I just knew that there's more than this. And I was very frustrated and disillusioned with what people were telling me existence is. And that is really what drove me to drugs. That's what drove me to want to check out of reality. It was never to escape from pain. It was always just this. Well, if you're going to tell me that this day-to-day bullshit, physical, materialistic garbage existence is all that life is, I don't fucking want to participate. I just, I felt like the movie that I haven't seen, The Truman Show, I felt like this is a set. And this is not real. I just knew it. I didn't need to believe it. I knew it. And that's why I got involved in Christianity is because I had a supernatural experience and was like, okay, so now we have escaped this bullshit for a minute. And then they made it more and more bullshit. And so I left that. And then meth was the first time that I felt like I was able to step outside of the confines Mm. of what I knew to not be real. It doesn't feel like this is it. It doesn't feel that way in my gut. I don't care what anyone else says. I and never this is, care. A what lot of people who says. turn to religion share very similar feelings. Right. They say, like, I'm so glad I found Mormonism but then because they I, need had this, someone else to I had this. I had this whole answer. I don't give a fuck mm. if you think this is true. We, and speaking of movies you haven't seen, I think this is the plot of Life of Pi. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I didn't read the book. I saw the movie one time, but I remember everyone talking about Life of Pi was like, oh, so it's about this boy on a boat with a tiger, right? And then and everyone's talking about it. And they're like, oh, but it's the it's honestly the best argument for religion I've ever heard. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I watched this movie and the whole the whole the, the boy uh tell is like a survivor of a boat wreck. Spoiler alert. And <laughs> he uh he's being questioned by police officers who want to know like uh, or maybe it's an insurance agent or somebody who wants to know, like, why did the boat sink? And the boy tells this fantastic story uh, about how he survived the boat wreck on this little lifeboat with a tiger and, like, a monkey and, and something. And he tells this old story, and the people are like, that's not true. That didn't happen. That's ridiculous. Uh, why don't you tell the truth? The, that tiger wasn't actually a tiger. That was the ma- that was like the guy who killed your mom or something. And that was like the monkey was your mom. I don't remember Jess, but it was like they tell this alternate version of events where that was way more depressing in real life. Yeah. And the boy sticks to his story. And at the at the very end of the movie, like he's a grown man, and someone's asking him, uh, like, well, uh, is it true or not? And the the thing that he says back to me is like, if you had a choice which story would you believe? Which story would you, uh, if you, if it was up to you, would you prefer to keep the, the story? Do you want, do you want it to be a story about how you watched your mom get killed and you had to sit on a boat with her body the whole time or whatever? Or do you want, uh, to have lived an experience, uh, a magical experience on this boat with a tiger and, and stuff. And at the time I watched that and I was like, this is such a bullshit argument. This is the best argument for, and this is a time where I was very religious still. Yeah. And because I don't think, for me, I I I think the religious part of me would um, re- I, I just push back against the idea that there was an alternative theory. Yeah. You know, I was like, no, 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 no. It absolute is truth. there. It was a tiger. You assholes. Why won't you just believe me? I'm telling you. I know it. But now today, re, re, half remembering the movie, <laughs> I I I do I do uh, kind of like it a little bit more. I can see it's the it's the Jesse Reed guide to always it is winning. The Jesse Reed guide know, to like, always winning. I'm just why not? So let's say atheism is true, and let's say this is the one time that we're here, and that uh, the, the consciousness is some side effect of our I don't know what the fuck. Uh, let's say that is true. Why? what does it hurt me to believe or to constantly play with the idea that this is a, that this is a video game? Nothing. It doesn't it hurt. fucking hurts. Yeah. Nothing. Why believe this depressing 
version that doesn't serve me. I don't understand that. My problem with religion is that you use your religion to try to control what other people do. Get fucked. Believe whatever the fuck you want. I'm completely mm -hmm. open to you believing whatever you want. Stop trying to control everybody else with it. Stop trying to jam it down other people's throats. Stop trying to make laws to stop other people from living the life that they want to live because of your shitty fucking God because you picked a bullshit ass God <laughs> with nothing but a bunch of rules. Also, Stop putting yourself through the ringer. Stop believing that your desires uh, for happiness or that you need to sacrifice or be ashamed or feel guilty. Like all of that is garbage. Like that, that aspect of religion is garbage. But whatever else the fuck you want to believe, if you want to believe in aliens, you want to believe in fairies, you want to believe, like believe in whatever feels good to believe because as long as you believe it, it is real. It is real for you. Yeah. Just get stay the fuck in your lane. Mm. And I feel the same way about atheists. Also, you, you're you have a non-religion you're preaching in my face now. Also, get fucked. <laughs> so I I enjoy this as an idea. And the, the the more time that goes by, so many things that the alien said, I'm like in the beginning is happening. Oh, oh, before we get to that, in October. I think I was very excited about this stuff and I wanted it to be true, you know, and I, and I found myself craving those same kinds of experiences that I had to like prove that Mormonism was true. You yeah. know, I was looking for signs. I was looking for some sort of spiritual confirmation that, uh, yeah, we do play a video game. I had moments, uh, usually while high, but where I was like, fuck, we are. Look at this. Look at that. I feel like I just saw a glitch in the video game, you know? Yeah. And and like I like I said I got scared of that stuff. I pulled back. I reexamined my need for some sort of truth. Yeah. And I'm glad that I did. I feel like if I if I had lived the rest of my life never acknowledging that, and I finally my answer was finally that I just that it didn't matter. Yeah. That it did when we were in a Denny's uh in the middle of the night. This is one of my favorite uh it's it's dumb it's it's but it's just like the quintessential marijuana moment that everyone <laughs> else had in, in in like sophomore year of college that I missed you know and I was in a Denny's in the middle of the night high uh eating hash browns with my fingers saying <laughs> profound statements like but really though I am god <laughs> licking my fingers <laughs> I am my own God, you know, like, and I was like, finally, uh, I understand that 70s show. Now I get it. I get it. But I, cause I had asked, I had asked myself, what if there's a God? What if there is no God? What if there's a God, but it's you, yeah. this whole, you really were praying that whole time. All those times you felt like you could feel God uh, talk to you. He was, but he was you. What if this is a video game? What if, you know, we're d I, I went through all those scenarios and it was, I was so terrified of having to face the possibility, like, and I, and I was so scared of like, how am I going to come up with the answers? Because I got to have the answer. I have to know what it is. If it's not Mormonism, right. what is it? And I just realized that it, it didn't matter at all. Yeah. I looked at those different scenarios and I said, how would you live your life if you knew for a fact that there was a God and how would you live your life if you knew for a fact that uh, uh, there was no God or that you were God or that it's a video game. And it's essentially the same. There's, I can imagine, I'm not going to say I do ex everything exactly the same, but the, the main beats are all there. Yeah. I'm not going to change who I am. I already feel like I'm a pretty decent person. I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm not, if there's no God, I'm not going to start murdering people and raping people. I can't even uh, get over the fact that I hurt some girl's feelings a year ago, you know? Right. I, and that, that's, that has nothing to do with whether or not there's a God. So I, it was just relieving realization for me to be like, you don't have to figure it out. Yeah. You don't have to. I thought that I had to have an answer, but I don't. I'm just going to keep being happy. I'm going to keep doing whatever I can to be happy. And so now I view this stuff. And then when we talk about it as fun mental exercise, yes, exactly. I don't, I don't really exactly. care if it's true or not. 
it's fun. It's so fun to think about and and line up the parallels and play with it. And it doesn't matter. I don't have to believe the same thing today that I believed a month ago. I can change it. I can do whatever I want. And I think at the core, it's decide what makes sense to you. And that's it. Everybody needs truth to be what everyone else says truth is. And it's just yeah. bullshit. It's the exact same. You're just finding a different... The, the need for truth is like this confirmed truth that's confirmed mm -hmm. by other people. And it's like, I just go what, by what makes sense to me. Because yeah. why would I go by what makes sense to someone else? Everyone, it, I, I, I don't give a shit. That's, and that's new for me. The like moral relativism, uh, the, 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 not exactly new for me, but I used to believe, I was pretty dogmatic. I believed that there was this one capital T truth. And right. now I'm like, well, everybody can have their own truth. I just, it doesn't uh, affect me. If yeah. we go back to uh, what you said about, or, you know, when we, when we were talking about shortcuts, Gnosticism yeah. and stuff. So I, re I remember describing to my roommate maybe after I came back from Big Sky and I was trying to explain the effect that you had on me. Mm -hmm. And... I was like, she said so many just mind-blowing things. And then, you know, people would ask me, well, like, what? And I would tell them, and I'm like, okay, all right. I, I get that that doesn't sound, like, groundbreaking. <laughs> because it, it was all just, like, maxims. Like, when I tried to put it into words, yeah. I was like, because I had been grieving this divorce for a long time. And you and everyone for years had been like, get over it, dude. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then you came along and said, get over it, dude. And I was like, yeah, I should. And I, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to tell my, my, my parents about this new friend that I have. And I'm like, yeah, she's so smart. She told me to get over it. And I, but what I realized was like, you just described, you, you kind of taught the same things that religion and maybe not just religion, but other people, friends, society, whatever had taught me my whole life. But like, Let's let's pretend that there's a statue, right? Yeah. There's a statue in front of us, and Mormonism gave me this one perspective on the statue. Yeah, and that's the way I saw the statue, and that was it. You are like on the opposite side, the side that I don't see, and you're describing the exact same stuff, but from a, a bonkers, meth addict, <laughs> alien school perspective. That for whatever reason, that clicked with me. When people my whole life had said this and this and this, I was just kind of like, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. But like when, when uh, and I, so I just think that it's, it's, I love theology. I yeah. like talking about other people's religions. And you find a lot of similarities in there. And with the t when I was very Mormon, I believed that it was because God established the capital T truth on the earth at one point in time. But then during the grand apostasy, uh, you know, that was the, the, all these, all these men came in. All these men came in and mingled their own doctrine with the, with the scriptures, the capital T truth. And it was spread all over the world. And like a game of telephone, it just gets morphed and stuff, right? And so that's why you see so many similar things in different religions. is because like, well, everybody's got a piece of the truth. They've just all interpreted it in a different way, right? right? But thank God. Thank God I was born to Mormon parents in America so that I could grow up with the fullness of yeah. the truth. You know, I never <laughs> thought that I only had a piece of it, you know, but I do think, I do think that I, Mormonism was just has, has traces of, of truth in it when th that resonate with us and then a bunch of other bullshit and whatever, whatever tool you're using to help yourself understand the unknown, right? That feeling that you talked about that you yeah. can't put your finger on so we turn to other, th we turn to art, we turn to religion, and we turn to uh, meth and do schizophrenia. <laughs> uh, whatever it is, it, like I, I, if it, if that's the tool you're using, right? And you had said uh, a while ago about the that like ancient peoples used, like we needed to put it into a box that we do understand, right? Right. So it was like it was unknown, but then they they fucked up by still trying to put it into a box, right? Right. I think like computer game is a box to me. 
Yes. Computer I game. Computer games. I don't know that it's actually a game, or if it's just a, the best current metaphor f- to describe mm-hmm. our consciousness. Because now we have computer games. Yeah. Like it's it's a it's a popular idea idea now. Elon Musk talks about it, and you know, there's TV shows and stuff that that mentioned it. And I think that that idea exists now and not back then because uh, Even more when so when than Jesus was a was a. A, an air pressured pneumatic uh, soul. Uh, he he didn't have a video game to compare it to, so he made other metaphors. Yeah, he talked about kingdoms. He yeah. talked about a, a mansion. Exactly. In my, you know, uh, he he made all these other different co- different comparisons. Yeah. But they just because people need to put it into some kind of box, and I I don't know. I like talking about all that stuff. It's cool. But it doesn't it doesn't change or affect in a stressful way, how I live my life, how I conduct my life. It's a fun thing to think about, to talk about, to experiment with mm-hmm. in how uh, it's kind of this nihilism in that nothing is real and nothing matters, but in a way that's empowering. That's yeah. not something that's keeping that's- me in bed all day. That's something that is like that detachment to be like, so I'm just going to make life my bitch. That's, well, that's how I felt. So I was so scared of letting go. Yeah, because of the how how awful life would be if if nothing mattered, and then as soon as I said, I, as soon as I admitted, I'm like, all right, well, what if nothing matters? And I like thought about it. It it became positive. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> that is nothing matters. The attachment attachment is just never good, no matter what. Under any circumstances, there is no such thing as good attachment. Attachment to outcome. Attachment to people. It is all fear. I would like to do an entire episode just on fear and because that was that was the in, almost the entirety of what I learned from the aliens was just the role that fear plays in everything that sucks in your life and I would love to do uh, there were a ton of parallels uh, with fear and Satan and everything else. So I would love to do an episode just on fear, which I think we talked about doing at the end of Jessa died and then yeah, didn't. And we haven't. Uh. So, um, I would love to do that if you want to. Yeah. So time on this one though. It probably won't be next week, but, uh, some week soon we're going to have a, f- an episode on, on fear you guys. So, uh, stay tuned to Mormon and the meth head. If you put a Mormon and a meth head together, this is what they sound like. Aaron Woodall and Jessa Reed are friends. Listen to them talking to Mike.